Good morning, it's Sunday, April the 12th. We're in our morning Bible reading and we're gonna read again in 1 Samuel. We're in chapters 10 through 12, those three chapters this morning. And in it, we will see that uh, Saul is anointed as the king. We talked uh, yesterday about the fact that uh, this was the clamoring of the people to want to be like the other nations. and always reminds me that we ought to be careful what we pray for because God just might give it to us. And unfortunately, this was a gift that um, really was not in the best interest of the people. And uh, yet God graciously empowers Saul. We see that in the initial battles here. It's clear that God is giving success to Saul, that he might become the established king. We certainly need to establish a monarchy if we're going to have one, which was God's plan, because Christ is going to be our great king and the king of the kingdom, uh, the coming kingdom. And so we have this established for a good reason, and God does this through Saul, even though he isn't going to end up not being the right man for the job. Samuel comes on the scene in chapter 12, gives a speech there that is powerful, powerful. It certainly deals with the issue of prayer, reminds us how important prayer is. They ought to be praying for our leaders. And in the New Testament, of course, we have an echo of that, that all of us should be praying for, as it's put in, as Paul writes to Timothy, for kings and all those in authority. Uh, so we ought to certainly be remembering as we read through the kind of the deference that Samuel has toward delivering in his own prayer life a concern for the leadership that we all ought to be praying for leadership, every level of leadership over us. If you're a child, you'll be praying for your parents and your teachers. Uh, if you're a parent, you ought to be praying for your bosses, your managers, your pastors. Um, uh, no matter what your level of, of in the strata of leadership might be, we are always to be praying for those in authority over us and right on up to the top authorities in our world today. Uh, and that's a good and important thing. Uh, in the New Testament, we're in Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, we have the uh, recitation of that narrow door that is described. We usually quote it from Matthew, but how important it is when he gives that verb to strive to enter by that narrow door. There's a portal to get through and few are going to find that, but this is something we need to make sure that we are a part of. And it reminds me of what is said in 2 Corinthians, that we ought to test ourselves to see if we're of the faith. We ought to be very careful to assess our own lives and to think through our lives and whether or not we are on that narrow road and whether or not we're going to be walking through that narrow gate into the kingdom. And so many people want to simply assume they're fine with God. And Jesus is giving some very stern words here in the second half of Luke chapter 13. And then there's that lament as he looks at Jerusalem that they feel at peace. They feel like they're fine. Christ knows, of course, what's coming, uh, the Roman occupation and the destruction of Jerusalem. And he laments over the city, saying that they're unwilling to submit to him and to be gathered into God's gracious leadership through Christ. And uh, it's a sad section. It reminds us that we can see people that may seem fine and they act like they don't need God, but in reality, we ought to grieve over them as Paul did in Romans chapters 9 and 10. He talks about his own prayer life, how hard it was for him uh, to pray with non-Christians in view without really feeling the pain of wanting to see them get right with, with God. So a uh, good reminder for us in the second half of Luke 13. Uh, the one another for today that I want you to think about is found in 1 Peter chapter 4. And it may seem like a completely irrelevant command for us in light of this uh, shelter in place, this sequestering that we're in the middle of. But it says that we are to show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Uh, now, I know hospitality, we think of that English word, we think about coming, having people come into our homes. Uh, and certainly it involves that. But the word itself has to do with the fact that we're willing to let outsiders in. This has been a theme throughout our one another's that we want to make sure that we treat 
uh, as the closest loyalties in our lives, the relationships that we're willing to lay down our lives for, uh, those who share our common um, commitment to the Lordship of Christ. Uh, that ought to be the top connection and relationship and loyalty and love that I have. And that's really what this word means, that I'm ready to bring someone who has no um, external reason to be in my inner circle, into my inner circle. Of course, it involves having outsiders that don't live in your home be in your home, which we cannot practice right now. But the point is that there's always a desire that we should be having as Christians to fight past whatever barriers that might be there in our lives to say, no, this is my space. I don't want to treat those people like they're inside. So the key in this passage too is whatever you're doing to let people into the inside of your life, do it without grumbling because there's always a cost involved. Whatever your hospitality is, whatever that loving the outsider like an insider will be, there's going to be uh, there's going to be some costs involved. There's going to be some things you don't like. There's going to be an irritant at some point, uh, and it's not going to take long till you have that. And the Bible says, don't grumble. Easy to grumble, easy to complain. And uh, we need to make sure that we're biting our lip when it comes to those things because we're to love the outsider who's not uh, part of my immediate family as though these people are a part of my immediate family in many practical social ways and do that without grumbling and complaining. So there's your one another for today. First Peter chapter 4, verse 9. Uh, show that or practice that hospitality uh, to one another and do that without grumbling. We'll be back with you tomorrow with more of our Bible reading. Get to it now. Read through those chapters and spend some time in prayer and start your day right here on this Sunday morning and we'll see you back here tomorrow.